0: For more information, visit ministry127.com and subscribe to the Ministry 127 podcast for more practical lessons for today's Christian worker. This Ministry 127 podcast is entitled Making Your Pastor's Vision Reality with Toby Weaver. Toby Weaver is the Dean of Students at West Coast Baptist College where he and his wife Rita are wonderful mentors for students preparing to serve the Lord. Together they provide godly leadership, teach multiple classes, and oversee much of the campus life at West Coast Baptist College.
1: If you'll turn in your Bibles this afternoon to the book of Philippians, please. The book of Philippians. We'll begin reading Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 19. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 19. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 19. Paul writes, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also me may, may be of good comfort when I know of your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Christ Jesus. But you know the proof of him that as a son with the father he hath served me in the gospel. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently as soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. We came here 10 years ago. And at that time, this building wasn't here. The administration building wasn't here. And Pastor Chapel approached my wife and me and said, we need, we need a dean of students. The, the college had grown to over 300 at that particular time. And, and Pastor Chapel said, we need a dean of students, a dean of women. So someone to just love the students, pray for the students, Care for the students, make sure they're doing right, and, and, and keep up with the, the day-to-day student life here. <clears throat> and uh, God, spoke, God literally spoke to my heart about doing that. I knew it was God's will. So we loaded up the truck. You hear about everybody loading up the truck. We loaded up the truck, drove across the country. Every truck breaks down. Ours broke down in Arkansas as well. And, and, and so I called, I called uh, the company, and they said, we'll send, we'll send three men out to take, the, take everything off the truck and put it on the other truck. So it cost us a day, and they sent three guys out, and they were all, all plastered on marijuana. And they were pulling stuff off the truck, and I said, hold it, guys. I'll do it. So I took everything off the truck, put it on the other truck, and then we finally got here. <clears throat> when we arrived in Lancaster, Dr. Rasmussen, I called him Mark because he's my brother-in-law. Mark had the basketball team waiting for us. They met us at our house. They took everything off the truck, put it on the floor, assembled it. I mean, we arrived at noon and Mark had brought pizza over in the basketball team. By two o'clock, we were ready to go. And so I said, "Let's go to work." So my wife and I drove out here, and we came to our brand spanking new office. I was sitting there about five minutes, and the phone rang. It's Pastor Chapel. He said, "Brother Weaver, this is Pastor Chapel." <clears throat> and I said, uh, "I said, hey, Pastor Chapel." And he said, uh, "I need to see you right away." I said, "I'm, I'm coming." I grabbed my daytimer, my beanie, man, I grabbed my my, my study Bibles. I, I grabbed everything I could think about. I have my 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 Covey planner, my 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 three calendars, and I go marching over to his office. And and at that time, his office was over in the north building where Dr. Rasmussen's office is now. And he said, is everything okay?" I said, it's fine, Pastor. I said, thank you for this opportunity. We're praying. And he said uh, to get in your house okay?" And he went. He was very so kind. And he leaned back in his chair. And uh, I'm 65 years old. And the pastor is considerably younger than I. So that was 10 years ago. I was 55. And Pastor leaned back in his chair, and I realized at the time I was probably the oldest staff member here, other than when Dr. Sis comes. And Pastor leaned back in his chair, and he looked across the street over at, the, uh, uh, over at Hudson Hall. And he said, Brother Weaver, and I said, yes, sir. I had my pen out, my, all that stuff. He said, does it bother you, like it bothers me, that those hedges over there by, by Hudson Hall are crooked? And I looked over, well, I knew the answer. I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, um, I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday, you know, and I looked across and I said, I said, yes, sir, that looks that, that. That's not even. And he said, and does it bother you like it bothers me that all those weeds along that fence line? And you know what? It does bother me. I've, I've been I've been in ministry for 40 years. And, and there are some things that I just like to see done. And that does bother me. And it should bother. It should bother all of us. If the picture's crooked, if there's trash on the floor, and if you're saying, what's this got to do with everything? It has everything to do with everything. And so I looked over there, and I, and I said, I said, uh, I said yeah, yeah, Pastor, there's a lot of weeds over there, man. He said, I just can't find anybody to, to keep, those, keep those hedges straight and, and, to, and to pull those weeds over there along Lancaster Boulevard and, and the fence line. I said, Preacher, I can do that. I said, I'm the champion weed puller of the world, man. <laughs> he said, you, you would do that? Well, I knew what he was saying. I knew what he was doing. I said, absolutely. He said, but you're in your suit. I said, that's okay. I went over there, man, and I started pulling weeds, and I kept looking up there, hoping he was looking at me. You know how you do? You know, he's probably probably up there laughing his head off at me somewhere. You know, so. so but I'm saying that to say this: his vision, his vision, his vision is, is what you see. The chairs are straight, the boards are clean, the bathrooms are clean, the 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 toilet paper thing is full. Hallelujah. I mean, we can go, we can talk about this all day long. Uh, I am, I am of the, I am of the opinion that if we will take care of the little things in ministry, the little things in ministry, Uh, when I was being interviewed, Pastor asked me about my church in Michigan. I used to go out there on Saturday night. We had pea gravel and sometimes pea gravel would get on our parking lot. I was up there at 11 o'clock, sweeping pea gravel off our parking lot. And here's why. Company's coming, man. Company is coming. And you say, well, well, will they be impressed if it... I don't know if they will or not, but it's right to do right. It's right to do right. Uh, I was working for Sears many, many years ago, and I learned so much of this stuff working secularly. You, learn the thought, you can learn a lot of good stuff working secularly. They'll help you in ministry. I got a job working for Brian Hudson in, in Brandon, Florida. They built a big new mall there, and, and he was the manager of the, the big Sears store. He was 32 years old retail genius. And I was considerably, a little bit older than him at that time, and, and uh, he hired me to be his men's and shoe department manager. And he, he'd come into a staff meeting with a baseball bat, he'd say, we didn't make quota, BAM! Man, we just set up straight, he said, I said we didn't make quota, BAM! And I, I was afraid he's going to hit me with that bat or something, and everybody lived in mortal fear of old Brian Hudson, and, uh, uh, and, and he, we, had, we had the CEO of the company, Arthur Martinez, come in to visit our store because we were doing so well from the grand opening. Arthur Martinez and his, and his entourage came to our store. So we come, he comes into our store, but, but right before he came, Brian had done three walkthroughs, and I forgot to take down a little 25% off sign up in the corner. And the third time he came through, he saw that thing, and he, he blew smack up. He blew up. And, and I, I went to him, and I, I said, Brian, you don't, need to bl- you don't need to blow up. I said, man, I'm a Christian. He said, so am I. And I said, well, Brian, you ought to act like it sometime, buddy. You'll know, just act like it sometime. I, I said, man, we're going to work hard for you. We'll make, we'll make you lots of money. I said, because I, I know your vision for, for the for the store. I know your vision for this store. And if, if, you're, if you're working secularly, if you work real hard secularly, God will bless you spiritually. And you can learn so many things. And I said that a a this is this is the college this is the college handbook. I know this book. If you if you want to know what a rule is. At West Coast Baptist College, I can tell you, this is pastor's heart. His heart is in this book. And I read this and studied it and studied it and studied it and studied it. And 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 I enforce it with love, but it's enforced. But it's enforced with love. It's his heart. Because pastor's a loving pastor. He doesn't want a dean of students that's a nut that throws his weight around, that thinks he's somebody when I'm nothing but a sinner saved by grace of God. And I know it. And I know it, and I have an opportunity that, that half the world wants. And I'm, I, 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 aim to, I aim to, they're going to bury me out there somewhere in a 15-passenger van someday, man. That's what they're going to do. And then uh, I'll tell kids sometimes, there's yours. There's ours. <laughs> there's ours. Okay? I know what's in this book. This is Pastor's Heart. This is, this is the policy book. This is the handbook for the, for the faculty and staff. Of Lancaster Baptist Church, there's the students. There's mine. So don't go after me about rules. I know the I know the preacher's heart. I, I studied it. Now, how many of you gentlemen are are assistants? You're an assistant pastor, or you work in a you work in, in a position where you serve the pastor in one of those kind of things. All right? Good. How many of you are senior pastors? All right. So, so wonderful. Thank you for being here. So most of us are are in a submissive state where we serve. Right? That's fair to say. Okay, yeah. I want to make a statement, and uh, you want to write this in, in, in your notes somewhere. This has saved my bacon millions of times. You ready? A request from the pastor is a royal command. A request. It saved my bacon. A request. And if if you'll if you'll just keep your keep your head on a swivel, the, the, this morning, and, and if it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, you know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to. But this morning I saw Dr. Ouellette. He was sort of wandering around. I said, Dr. Ouellette, do, do you need a seat? He said, yeah, I'll find one somewhere. Well, he, Dr. Ouellette, I'll, I'll, I'll find you a seat. I'll find you a seat. Uh, pulling weeds. Look, let's don't be beyond pulling weeds. I am so convinced. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. People ask me all the time, how do you get to fly all over the country? How do you get to preach here and there? How do you get to go there and do this and that opportunity and that opportunity and go do that and do that for pastor? I'm a good weed puller, man. I'm a good weed puller. And if we can be good weed pullers, God honors that kind of spirit. He honors that kind of spirit. And everywhere I've been, every pastor, I served the Lord with Jack Scallions in Athens, Tennessee. You talk about a country church. We drew people a map how to get to our church. We had to draw a map to show people how to get to Fireview Baptist Church, Athens, Tennessee. We had a, we had a little broadcast, WLAR. Good news from WLAR. I think it had 15 watts. It would reach from about here to the back wall on that radio station. <laughs> you know, it was it was unbelievable. But, man, we were cool, man. We were on the radio in Tennessee. And, uh, and I knew the pastor's heart, and I knew the kind of music he wanted on Sunday morning. One Sunday morning I was playing... And I picked up this album by these big Nazarene singers, uh, Hail and Wilder. I don't know if you know their names, but they have great, big, booming voices. And, I, and it, more love to thee. I said that'd be good. And so it was going, more love to thee, O oh Christ. In, in 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 East Tennessee. No, not in East. You don't do that in East Tennessee. We need more of. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus down in East Tennessee. <laughs> Brother Jack called me, he said, "Brother Toby, what are you doing?" I said, "Man, I, th- I." He said, "If you don't get that record, if you don't get that, where is a record? If you, and those are round things with holes in them, if those are, <laughs> he said, If you don't get that record off, I'm gonna kill you." And, I'm, and I and, I, and I, I I I believed it. We had a, uh, and I, I'm just I'm gonna share a few a few personal things. And that that particular church, we we both went there by faith. On Monday night, Brother Jack and Miss Paulette would come to our house. For cornbread and beans. On Tuesday night, we'll go to their house for egg salad. We did that forever. We just went there totally, totally, totally by faith. And uh, God, God honors faith. God honors faith. And, and oh, I think we need to get back to some young men just saying, you know what? God wants me there. I'm going to go by faith and let God and just start knocking on doors, going soul winning, loving the daylights out of people. Because people, you can't argue with love, brother. Love covers, covers a multitude of sins. If you love your people, we, we, we went there and this old boy, this old man called me one morning. He said, he says, this brother Stallions. I said, this is brother Toby. He said, oh, Toby Weaver. I said, yes, sir. He said, now you boys went to Tennessee Temple, didn't you? I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, he said, you know, Dr. Robertson. I said, yes, sir. He said, lose all I said, yes, sir. I said, that's Dr. Robertson's personal secretary for 25 years. And he said, she's my sister. He said, now, listen, I, I, I own a 150 acre farm out here in McMinn County. I'm going to give it to you boys tomorrow. And I said, well, we'll be happy to take it. <laughs> and I thought, we had, we had calls like that, crazy people. And th- next morning, I'm sitting at my office, and uh, this guy pulls up in an in a, in a, in a old beat up Chevy. He had got on work boots and a t shirt and, and, and coveralls and a straw hat. And he said, You brother, Stallions? I said, His name is Scallions. He said, Oh. He said, You want to be brother, Toby? I said, Yes, sir. He said, Well, here's your land. And he gave us that 150 acre farm, he gave it to us. And the next day, after we'd signed all the papers, he went down the Hiawassee River and drowned himself. And we were in a heap of trouble because it sounded like Brother Jack and Brother Toby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget walking in Brother Jack's office. He, likes, he lost about 15 pounds in two days. I walked in, he said, Brother Toby, you've got to carry my load. I said, I, I, said, I got your back, I think. <laughs> So how did i ever get in this. I'm forever getting in stuff like that. <laughs> Everywhere I go, man, it's my M.O. And uh, the Lord got us through all that. And, uh, and I and I, I love brother Jack. I love him. Uh, and, and in the winter, in the winter, I'd, I I would go up and I'd cut just cut down a big old hickory, saw it up in in in, in pieces, and take a wedge and a sledge, bust it up, put it in the back of the car, take it over his house, and stack it up by the house. He he's very busy. I'm a good wedge dude, man. That's how I got this unbelievable build. <laughs> My wife would go over and clean the house for Paulette. I want to have. I made sure his car was clean. I made sure on Saturday night his shoes were shined. And it sounds like I'm boasting, but I'm not. I'm just saying that you and I have an opportunity to take the to take the edge off of our preacher, to, just just to lighten his load a little bit, a little bit on Saturday will go a long way, a little bit during the week. Not, not just to know, P- Pastor, I love you, but something tangible, like do cut his grass. Now, he's got, he's got a lot of ideas, and he said here, I have no man like-minded, like-minded, like-minded. I circled that word many times before I came to serve the Lord at Lancaster Baptist. I have no man like-minded. So I, I sat down with Dr. Rasmus, and I said, tell me about Pastor Chapel. Tell me his schedule. What does he like to eat? Uh, to tell me about his when he travels, what does he take? What does he? Just tell me what can I do? What can I do to make life easier for Pastor Chapel? And he gave me, he gave me a list of things, and then I, I listen in. I listen in church. I, I I've, sometimes in uh, out in the lobby. I, I'll just listen uh, to, to what he's saying. If I hear something that I can take care of, I take care of it. Just take care of it. Uh, and the. Your, 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 your preachers, don't let your preacher's vision die because of us. I, I want to, I don't want to I isolate Pastor Chapel. I want to insulate yes, Pastor Chapel. Yes, uh, I'm forever, and I, I'll give him, he, lo- he loves information. He loves information. So I'll text him all day long on tour. Had a great meeting today. Two people were saved. Had a great meeting as a, the, the sharpest kid in the church is, is, is going to come to West Coast Baptist College or, or uh, to, to, today. Uh, the, the, the sales were strong or, or uh, uh, one, one of our young ladies who'd never won a soul to the Lord on, on their own tour got to win someone to the Lord today. Just feeding him, feeding him, feeding him, feeding him, feeding him information. Well, we're doing fine. My health is fine. We're rolling along, singing a song, having a great time. Having a great time. So a, a couple of thoughts. The word like-minded in verse 20 is very important. I want to set out to be that man. I want to set out to be that man. I'm 65 years old. And I promise you, gentlemen, I want my later years to be my greater years. I want my later years to be my greater years. I mean, Moses didn't kick in until he was 80. 80. And... uh, I, I. I want to stay energetic. I've got to watch my health. I want God to use me. I want to be used of the Lord. Okay. Uh, He may be thinking differently, but a request is a royal command. A request. Well, if you think you're too good for, if you think you're too good to pull weeds, to trim hedges and to cut grass and to go clean cars and to shine shoes, then you're going to put a lid on your usefulness. You're going to put a. I I call it the law of the lid. May I borrow your water there, son? Your water jug thing there. This is the law of the lid. In that bottle are God's blessings for you and for me. And God wants to pour them all out on you. I will pour water on him that is thirsty. God wants to pour. He wants to pour his blessings on you and me. He really does. But we have that thing right there called a the lid. Sometimes it's pride. Sometimes it's bitterness. Brother Jack hired a retired Coast Guard chief. Stan, Stan Spencer, to be our camp director. And he came in, everybody loved him. It made me mad. Because everybody's supposed to love me. I'm Brother Toby. It made me mad. And I got real jealous. He started the junior church, took about half my choir with him. Took my, took my choir so they have junior church during preaching. I had a good choir, ex choir. He took my good singers. Man, that just ticked me off. Brother Jack called me in one day and he said, "He said, Brother Toby, I said, Yes, sir. He said, You don't like Brother Spencer, do you? I said, No, sir. <laughs> he said, You need to get right with God. He said, I'm the one that hired Stan. He said, We need Stan here. I said, you, You're gonna have to. He said, You're gonna have to kind of go roll with the punch here for a year or two. But it, it, if, if you will, it's really gonna be good. And I said, Man, I am so sorry. I apologize to Stan. I, I think we just need to get back a lot of times just to saying, hey, I'm sorry, man. My bad. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have thought that. Uh, I shouldn't have had that attitude. I'm sorry. You know, Stan and I became best friends. He's with the Lord now, but he t- he helped turn that church around. Uh, but that was pastor's heart. And we don't always, maybe, I didn't agree with Stan, Spencer. I thought we might, should have gotten a young guy that could sing and be in my choir. But Brother Jack knew better. He knew better. He was experienced, Brother, Brother Jack. Like-minded. The things which are Christ Jesus, that's the key. One man can't do it all alone. One man can't do it all alone. Let's see here. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. If you men will line up right there. You ten men. Yes, sir. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Seven, eight, nine, ten—all of you, men, just a straight line, like 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 you're on a like we're playing football. You're on the line. All right. How about how many we got? Ten. We got ten. Okay, get down on the football stance. You know how to do that? There you go. Okay. All right. Th- there's your there's your team. Ten, ten on the line. Well, one guy's missing. Who is it? Quarterback. quarterback. These, 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 this is a great team. But they, they, it's not going to get done. Quarterback's missing. You've got to have a quarterback. And these guys, they, the whole job of these guys is to make the quarterback look real good. Make the quarterback look real good. And it, it's fine to do that because if the quarterback looks good, I'm probably going to get a raise, I'm probably going to get a bonus. I'm probably going to have my name in the paper. I'm I'm probably. Thank you, guys. I know you're getting tired down there. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work. So if everybody on the staff says, oh, there's a a tumbleweed, got to get it, then you don't see too many tumbleweeds tumbling around here. Because everybody knows Pastor hates tumbleweeds, or trash, or debris, or something crooked or if the trash can is full, go empty it, or, or, or whatever. And, and I'm, I'm, I try with all my heart to teach the young men in the dorm this simple, 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 simple philosophy. Simple. And a lot of them get it. Some of them don't. <laughs> much, to, much to my dismay. Because one man can't do it all, all alone. Teamwork makes the dream work. And that, that, that uh, your, your name and lights and everything... Uh, I, I used to dream of have my name in the sword, you know preacher you know if I have have my name and my picture on the sword of the Lord. Well, it never did happen, and it will never happen okay <laughs> it 's not going to happen, but the other day I was flipping through one we were in down in Atlanta or somewhere, and I was flipping through one and uh had this big ad for the ladies conference out here there 's my wife 's picture in the sword <laughs> 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 bummer, okay now if we 're going to make pastors pastor's vision or reality, how can I do that? Number one, a commitment to my call. A commitment to my call. God has called me to be the dean of students. He's called me to assist pastor in in starting a Sunday school class 10 years ago. He said, I want you to to start a Sunday school class from scratch, go knock on doors, win people to the Lord, start it from nothing. He said, that's our philosophy here. That's the way I think. And he, said, and he said, let's see how you do with that. So we did. After three years, the class grew and grew and grew. And thank the Lord it did. pastor began uh, saying, we have a need. Could you take groups out in the summer? Yes, sir. Be happy to. Then the Lord blessed that. Brother Weaver, can you take groups out every weekend? Yes, sir, I can do that. The answer is, yes, sir, I can do that. The answer is, yes, sir, I can do that. Yes, sir, I can do that. Yes, sir, that. Yes, sir. I'll be happy to. I'll be, ha- I'll be happy to. What, whatever you need, preacher. Uh, and, and then you can take the load off of your pastor. Uh, hey, pastor, is there anything? I had an assistant pastor work for me. He'd come by the office and say, hey, pastor, is there anything I can do for you? And before I'd say yes, he's gone. <laughs> I, had to, I had plenty for him to do. I had a three-by-five card full of stuff. Hey, hey, preacher, good to see you, man. I love you. Love you. Love you. Anything I can do for you? Yeah. Sit down for me and I'll tell you. But, man, he was off and running down the hall. He, would just, he was just talking. Just talking. And I love him. And and uh, he he went to another place. He's doing well. Praise the Lord. But a commitment to my call, to my call, and a commitment. Whatever your, whatever area you have when you go back this weekend, that's yours. Own it. Own it. Yes, it at that Sears World Book thing, I keep going back. I had a little girl named Natalie. I hired her. She said she said I'd like to work for you, Toby. And I said okay, Natalie. I said you work in the men's department. And I walked her over to the gene wall. I said this is called the gene wall levi jeans the 501s the 530s i mean just all kind of i said your job is to keep that straight and i said and, and the docker area that's your area the docker area you i said here's how you fold dockers is the way you fold them so that little uh size thing it's perfect and, and the gene wall as well she took that thing and went nuts with it she was a perfectionist that day that arthur martinez came in the ceo of the company she walked Arthur martinez was reviewing my department he mr martinez walked over and, and Natalie was down there folding Dockers. And, and he walked over and he said, good morning. And she said, good morning. I'm the Docker girl. I am the Docker girl. And, and, uh, and he said, well, nice. To, she, didn't have, she didn't know who he was. And uh, she stood up and she said, thirty six thirty two And he said, how did you know that? She said, I'm the Docker girl. I'm the Docker girl. And, and, and she said, this is on sale, this is on sale. And she stacked all, all these clothes, all these, and, and she said, you need this shirt? He said, I don't need this. She, she said, yes, you do, it's on sale. <laughs> she owned that thing. So she's making five sixty five an hour. I moved her to the shoe department. She made about 12 an hour. I moved her to fine jewelry. She made 16 an hour. I moved her to Brand Central. She made $90,000 as a 22-year-old college senior. Wow. I'm the Docker girl. If she'll own the Dockers, then she'll own those. Kenmore refrigerators down there, right. and those Kenmore washer and dryers, and she can sell that stuff. I'm just saying, whatever you have, go home, and own it. If it's clean in the bathrooms, own it. Don't make the preacher go through that 11 o'clock on Saturday night checking that stuff, because a good preacher will. He will go check it because he's worried about it. Might hear the water running. He'll go home. I got to go back over to the church. Uh, Gary Bowman was my, my my principal. Now he's working with Brother Weiniger down in down in Douglasville, Georgia. I'd wake up about four thirty thirty uh, some mornings in the winter, I hear I could hear <coughs> he's over a shoveling snow. That's a good boy, he knew my vision. My vision was I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I would've if nobody else had done it. I would have done it. Okay. So a commitment to my call. Number two, the death of my personal agenda. The death of my agenda. I said, "Well, but brother told me what is your agenda? What is your agenda here? Whatever pastor's agenda is, that's my agenda. Whatever his agenda is, that's my agenda. He's the pastor of the dean of students. he's the pastor of the music program. he's the pastor of the bus ministry. he's the pastor of the college. he's the pastor. he's the pastor. he's the pastor. and the pastor's the pastor. And if you can, if you can, if you can grab hold of that thing, you'll have, an, you'll have a warm. Not just a, a warm business relationship with you, preacher, but y- y- it's, a, it's, a, it's a feeling of, I don't have to worry. I don't feel threatened. I don't feel, I don't have to look over my shoulder. Let's just do our job. Amen? Okay, so I've, I've said a commitment to my call, the death of my personal agenda. I, and I said, number three, a while ago, ownership of the vision. I must not withhold my heart. <laughs> the ownership of the vision. Every once in a while, almost weekly, somebody, somebody out in the country while we're traveling will, will, will say to and they'll ask me a question, and I'll say to myself, what would pastor say? How would he answer that? Uh, I don't think he would. Well, I better not either. Or he would try to be a help. Or he would, he would take this preacher out to eat. Or he'd go buy him a pair of shoes. Or he'd, he'd, he would give him one of every book. pastor has said to me so many times, give a lot of stuff away. Give a lot of stuff away to church planners and missionaries. Give a lot of stuff away. Man, I, I'm a giveaway dude. Uh, that's Pastor's vision. Because so many of those guys now come to leadership. Now they can afford to come. Way back then, they had nothing but a stack of books from West Coast Baptist College and Lancaster Baptist Church. That's Pastor's vision. Growth in ministry skills. Growth in ministry skills. Read. Read a lot. <coughs> Get away from your internet while you're 8 to 5 in it. The, the, the scourge today, I think, of, of, of those of us that serve or we're doing sports on the internet when we should be reading. We're, we're, we're on Facebook when we should be praying. We have become so technology wacky. And so growth in ministry skills... Read, 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 read. Uh, I'll go to Dr. Rasmussen for for advice. I'll go to Brother Lofgren. I'll go to Brother Schmidt, and I'll I'll pick their brains. I just want to be I want to be better this school year than I was last school year in every area of ministry. That's Pastor's vision. He wants us to continue to continue to grow. And again, I'm 65. Okay, but man, I'm excited. I'm more excited today about what's going to take place in a few weeks here on this campus, than I've ever been. I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to grow. Spiritual growth. Soul winning. Reading my Bible. Praying. Reading. Intellectual growth. <coughs> About six years ago, uh, Pastor and Dr. Rasmussen said, we want you to earn your PhD. Well, man, I waited. Nobody ever gave me one, so I guess I'm going to have to go earn one. <laughs> and so I took, I took every Monday night for a year from 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Every Monday night a year. Took me a year. But pastor's vision was, I want, you to, I want you to have an earned PhD. It'll help the college. Okay. Okay. So I did. Discipline and leadership. Pastor has said so often, if I fear the burden of success, then I will remain incompetent. If I fear the burden of success, then I will remain incompetent. Number five, I must work on my ability to lead and execute the plan. Lead and execute the plan. Brian Hudson was that manager. He sat me down. He sat me down and he had a, it was a book the exact size of this book. At Sears Roebuck, way back there. He said, he said, Toby, this is a portfolio. He said it comes out every quarter. All you do is open it up to the men's department and just follow the folio, your department will be perfect. Follow the folio. It'll tell you what to hang on the back wall, what to put on the end caps, how to hang it, size it, color. It does every benefit for you. All you have to do is read. I said, yes, sir. So I followed the folio. We had the best, had the best men's department and shoe department in Tampa, Florida. How'd you do that? The folio. So I tell young people, when they pick this up, follow the folio. You're going to love it. Follow the folio. You'll be awesome. Follow the folio. And you and I have a folio. We have a folio. Just follow the folio. Well, we, we, we have become too complicated, I think, in, in, in ministry. Uh, execute the plan. Revive the standard of excellence. <coughs> if I were... In your church, USA, and I was walking around, and you just hired me to be your bus and youth man. I'd be excited. But you have a lot of extra time. You might have an hour here, an hour there. I, I, I'd get a bucket of white paint, and I'd go down and paint the bathroom door. I'd go up in front, and I'd paint. If you think about at the front of your church, I, I'd, I'd, I'd paint, I'd, I'd paint the, uh, around the platform. I would paint the trim. I would get kick plates and put them on the door. I would, little things like that. Just little things and, and touch touch up and fix up and touch up. Uh, I fixed, there are a lot, I'm, I'm not mechanically inclined at all. At all. But I can do a little painting. I can do a little fixing up and picking up. Uh, and it becomes contagious. Not perfection, because none of us are going to do the perfection thing but we all can work at excellence. We can work at excellence. We can work at excellence in our, our presentation, in our appearance. Revive the standard of excellence. Deflect praise and recognition. Deflect it. Deflect it. I've got a son who's an assistant pastor in Pennsylvania. The other day he said, Dad, I, I, I preached. The pastor was gone and I preached. I said, that's good, son. He said, "He said I, I need some advice. I said, what is it? He said, this 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 couple, older couple, came to me after Sunday in, in the in the lobby and said, "I wish you were our pastor." He said, "What am I supposed to do?" I said, "The moment your pastor, I said, get on the phone, call him on vacation, tell him, yes, tell him right now, call him and tell him that that I'm sure it was just harmless, but they said that. But you need to you need to know they said that. You don't have to worry about it. I told them, hey, I'm not the pastor. I'm I'm glad to be the youth pastor here, and I'm honored to be the youth pastor." And, uh, I'm not your pastor. Thank you, for, thank, you for, thank you for loving me. And I said, but uh, don't let that go to your head, son. Don't let that go to your head. Let that be a zinger. Let that just be a zinger. And uh, he said, okay, and uh, he's going to be fine. But have uh, sometimes we start entertaining that stuff. We call that disloyalty. We call that splitting a church. Sometimes we can do it consciously. Sometimes it's sort of unconsciously. Subtly? Subtle stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how many times as an assistant pastor somebody's come to me and, in my office and I've said, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold, hold it. Let's go talk to the preacher. Let's go talk. Oh, I don't talk to, yeah, let's go talk to the preacher. I can't help you. That's a pastoral thing. And a preacher can help, Let, let's go talk to him. Hardly ever has anybody taken me up on that. They've Hey, it wasn't that big a deal. Okay. But I told the, the pastor anyway because it was a big deal. Because I want to get back to pastor second hand that I was listening to somebody puke stuff out. Amen. Pastors, making pastors a vision. Ask him, pastor, what the first, the pastor, uh, the second or third day, pastor said, could you take me down to the uh, airport? I said, yes, sir. I'd be honored to do that. And all the way down, I just ask him one question after another. Pastor, what's your, what's your heart on? And what's your heart on? And how do you feel about? And what should I do when? And uh, those kind of questions. And then whatever he said, that's what I did, because he signs my paycheck, and he's my boss, he's my pastor, and I love him, and I just don't want to be disloyal or be disruptive or be a problem, be a problem. And uh, what if if you don't know what pastor's vision is? Ask him. Ask him. What is your your vision for the bus ministry? What is your vision for the youth ministry? What is your vision for the, the music? What is your vision for the Christian school here? And how can I help you make, how could, Pastor, how can I help you? Is there anything I can do to help you? And look him right in the eye. Pastor, is there anything I can do to help you today? How can I make your load a little bit lighter?
0: Thank you for listening to this Ministry 127 podcast. Today's lesson was on making your pastor's vision reality with Toby Weaver. This podcast was designed to equip spiritual leaders to grow in the Word and develop a biblical philosophy of ministry for today's local church. Be sure to let a friend know about ministry127.com. Also, for Christ-honoring publications, please visit strivingtogether.com for resources that encourage spiritual growth and the local church ministry. Thank you for listening to this ministry127 podcast.